My name's Jeff Hewitt Davis. I was a um, stunt performer in London's Burning and eventually stunt coordinator. I think it was originally through a friend of mine uh, introduced me to the stunt coordinator, a guy called Alf Joint, who was an absolute legend. Um, and I remember we went swimming one early morning and uh, met him there. And um, we got on well, and so he invited me along. Yeah, I mean, stunts and, and stunt performer are, are pretty much the same, although the differentiation might be because in some of the episodes I actually played a character. Um, it became a bit of a standing joke amongst family and friends that they saw my face, they knew I was going to get blown up, killed or thrown off of something. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I, I did, I think, probably more than 29. I know that IMDb often misses a few, but it was over a period of seven years. And eventually, um, Alf was getting to the point where, you know, he only wanted to pick and choose what he did. So he put me forward as a stunt coordinator for two or three episodes, which was, was great. And I kind of, it was where I cut my teeth, really for the, the whole business and industry. <laughs> Great experience. <laughs> um, <sighs> difficult to say, really, because there were so, so many that were pretty varied as well. Um, but I think possibly the most memorable one was where I doubled a guy who was a sort of young, delusional chap who... Um, ends up climbing up a construction crane and um, the episode in the shoes that the, the guys go up and try and talk him down. But he has a delusion while he's up there and, and ends up falling off the crane. Um, I mean, it's partly memorable because I'm, Alf rang me about it some couple of months before. and said, was I up to it? He said that the crane was about 110 feet. So I was like, okay, um, he said, but we're going to do it on a, a fan descender. So for information, a fan descender is basically you're, you're attached to a wire. Um, and on this occasion, the wire went from a couple of pulleys on the crane right down to the ground um, into a, a kind of a reel, which has a fan on the end and a brake. So when you fall, the uh, reel starts to rotate and supposedly the air pressure of the fan slows you down. Um, sounds great in theory, but when you're stuck up there, you know, it doesn't feel that great. And um, anyway, when we actually arrived on the scene, the uh, said to me, well, there's been a bit of a cock up. Um, they got the height of the crane wrong. It's actually 160 feet. So, so I great, you know, I kind of looked up and the sort of floor fell out of my stomach. And um, we we brought in a cherry picker to put all the, the pulleys and stuff up and all our gear. We had to put on a little T-bar of, of scaffolding right on the end of the jib where he goes off. Um, so that didn't reach the crane. So we had to cart all our gear up the tower of the crane 
through the driver's cabin out onto the, the top where the, the jib, you know, and then walk along the, the jib, which is 50 meters swinging away uh, and put everything on from there. Um, and then eventually got everything done. We were putting up lights for the, the uh, sparks as well, because I didn't want to go up there. And um, when it finally came to it, I had to go up, walk down to the end. I had someone else there with me, you know, just sort of helping out. And um, then crawl underneath the crane onto this little T-bar and then hook onto the fan descender. And off I went. And um, anyway, Alfred sort of made this box ring at the bottom, just in case. Because um, in those days, you didn't have the sort of commu computer technology to um, get rid of wires and stuff, you know. So they put the thinnest wire they could possibly imagine on there. I think it was four mil or something. And they looked incredibly insubstantial. And... Um, but they had these boxes underneath the camera. Said, oh, I'm going to put a camera there. He said, because that way we'll see him falling into the shop and um, we won't see the wire. So he had to take the, the boxes out. So I'm like, I've got nothing. I ended up actually landing on the camera. Um, but we did it once and they said, oh, can you go again? Said, oh, God. So each time I had to climb up 160 feet through the, the cabin and then out along the jib. That was a hell of a day. And then that evening, I was appearing in a show in the West End, so I had to go and do that straight after. <laughs> so it was probably one of the most memorable days. I think that one was fairly dangerous. <laughs> I mean, the, um, the, the problem with those fan descenders is that a couple of my mates had, had actually had like, broken legs and stuff where they'd been braked too sharply. So that the... Um, the wire snaps and you just fall, you know, that can be from like 20, 30 feet at times. But, um, I mean, the, the stuff that we did on it was, was kind of varied, obviously, but uh, there was a lot of um, fire and, and explosions, as you can imagine. And one of the, um, one of the episodes we did up in Peterborough on a, um, was it Peter? No, Lincoln. It was an uh, airfield, Royal Air Force X Air, Air Base. And it was the, it was quite a famous couple of episodes, actually, the um, propane cylinder depot that goes up in flames. And um, the, the, what starts it is, well, there's a, there's a fire in one of these sheds with the stuff in it, and they start exploding and firing off everywhere. And I'm sort of in there working and I've gotten back to this shed, which is about, I don't know, eight, eight feet away, something like that, just over two metres. And um, the cylinder was supposed to go into the shed and then the shed blows up and I get blown over and then they have to come in and get me out. That was the start of it. Um, anyway, I was there sort of doing a bit, waiting for the, um, waiting for action. And uh, they called action and I felt this thing just whiz past my head. And what effects are basically using the things like a cannon. So they were just firing them and that's, it was completely off target. It missed the shed by like, probably nearly two metres and missed my head by about two inches. 
Um, and so we had to do that one again. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so, yeah, that was an interesting, uh, well, I think we were there for two or three days, maybe even more. And at the end of it, I had to play someone else who got set alight inside a, a truck and I had to jump out and one of the heroes in blue comes up and, and puts me out. And um, anyway, I jumped out and I had to hit the floor and he came over and he, the idea was to stick a coat around you. And I said to him, I said, it won't go out because I've done it so many times before and I know it, it they never go out by just wrapping them in a coat um, because it's like a special gel that's going and as soon as you take the coat off it goes up again um so i had the fire guys standing by with co2 calendar, uh, cylinders and anyway i jumped out the back and uh, legs were all alight and part of the arms and stuff hit the deck he comes running up shoves this coat over me it just went whoosh, straight into my face and um anyway he took it off and it started again. So they put me out with the CO2. I then spent about 15 minutes with people pouring water over my face. And when I got back to the hotel that night, um, I got in the shower and I'm just like washing my face. And I suddenly felt, what's all that? And it was half my eyebrow had gone. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's never grown back. In fact, I've done the other one as well on London's burning, so. Yeah, so fire is a very unpredictable thing. Uh, yeah, quite a few times. I mean, I can't remember how many of them I actually doubled, but there was quite a few. I mean, I had to fall through a floor once for one. Um, yeah, it was on a fairly regular basis. Um, I think I doubled. There was, there was a young lad that came on called Billy. Um, and I doubled him a couple of times because he was quite sort of small like myself, you know, because some of them were, were much bigger. So, you know, they needed bigger doubles. So <laughs> being a short ass, I didn't qualify. <laughs> yeah, we, we filmed that on the, um, the Woolwich Ferry. And, um, yeah, what happened was there was, there was a fire inside a, a van which uh, had toxic and explosive materials in um, and it, it blows up and the door from the side blows out and I'm just kind of there at the side and the door and the explosion hit me and I go flying over the side of the, the ferry into the, the Thames. Um, I remember it quite well because we set it up so because it's quite a fairly high um, kind of railing, you know, by the side of it, obviously, to stop people from falling off. And um, so we put a trampette right by the side of it, you know, like a mini trampoline, and then put a box behind that. So as the door was blown out, I jumped off the box, hit the trampette, and then just flew over the side. And the planning of it was that, Alfred said right you need to hit the explosion just literally as his feet are leaving the trampet so you know it launches him straight off and special effects being special effects <laughs> it's a little bit um, 
let's say, eager. And it went off literally as I hit the trampette. And uh, I just, it was, they blew the doors out with compressed air. But what that also did, obviously, was to blow the, um, the flames and everything else a lot further than it would normally. So I kind of, I've taken off from this trampette and suddenly felt I was lifted another two feet in this great ball of flame and then just flew over the side and ended up in the Thames. Um, and I remember then after, after that, I had to go for, I think it was after, I might have even been before, I had two or three hours of makeup to put all the burn stuff on it. Um, yeah, an eventful day. But basically, they wanted someone who would play this guy. I mean, there weren't, there weren't any lines involved or anything. There was just a bit of action before it, you know, moving around the boat and doing stuff, doing matey kind of things. And um, But it needed to be, you know, someone who, who um, would get blown off at, at the end of it. So it just made sense to have a stunt performer do it rather than have an actor and then double the stunt performer. You know, financially it made sense and everything in every other way it made sense. I mean, I'm not the greatest actor in the world, but I can manage that. I think the, the one that I coordinated was quite good fun because we, it was on um, a railway up uh, near Peterborough in the, it's called the Neen Valley Railway. Um, and it's basically where Thomas the Tank Engine is. <laughs> Uh, and I had this kind of shop there and I bought myself a fat controller hat which I wore for years as a stunt coordinator they weren't thought that was most amusing but we did three or four um, I was almost a week of nights there but um, no, it was, it was a quite an in, enjoyable sort of period and, and um, we went back there again and stayed in a hotel down the road and I always remember we had in the evening the whole crew sort of had a, a bit of a party and um, myself and another stunt guy were, were playing guitar and stuff and it was just a very convivial atmosphere and you know it was nice to get the crew away from London for a bit. Um, generally we we brought in for the scenes where we're, we're required um, but quite often especially with with London's burning I mean I was I was kind of playing a character or you know somebody who gets blown up whatever so I'd need to be in to do the establishing stuff as well um, and also because of the nature of it there was often quite a long uh, period in the makeup chair so whilst you know once I'd done the stunt they wouldn't sort of stick I wouldn't have to stick around I could get get away um, it could often be quite a long day um, but then you know sometimes it's just a few hours and you're you're off. It's quite a nice job. We don't really work for a living. I never actually met Jack, um, but I, I knew Paul Knight quite well, um, and he was very always came across a very pleasant, avuncular, friendly sort of guy. Really, um, very sharp. You know he. He knew what he was doing with the show and where it was going, and um, he was he was big friends with with Alf, the stunt coordinator at the time. Um, 
so quite often, you know, we'd sort of chat and I'd, well, they'd chat and I'd be part of it, which was, you know, good for me because I was a, a, almost a newcomer into the industry at the time. But yeah, he was a um, very nice guy, very talented. It was great, great loss, really. <laughs> There's so many, actually. I mean, one, one of the things that was, was great about working on it was the just working with Alf who sort of became my my mentor and um I cut my teeth on that show and the way that he used to kind of the the, the invention that he had and the way that he would um take a script and just make something really special of it I remember once um there was a scene where a guy there's an explosion in a building and a guy gets blown off of a scaffolding and he ends up sort of dangling from it and then falls through and um what Alf conjured up was we put in um like three levels of false boards and we put a couple of crash mats underneath that so if you can imagine three layers of, of um scaffolding um, so then I got onto it. Not I couldn't obviously stand on the top one because it was a full sport. I had to hang from a bar just above it, and then on action drop through. So I would drop through three lots of full sports and then land in a heap in the crash mat. And um, what he did was they he did that, but then they looped it. So in the end, I thought I don't know whether it was six or nine boards. And it looked amazing, you know, like, how the hell did they do that? So just bang, 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 bang all the way through. Um, and it was stuff like that that, you know, was just great. There's an, like another occasion where there was a, an explosion inside an office. I had to get thrown back and, and land in, um, in a cupboard, which then falls on top of me. And we ended up with um, Alf sat in straddle underneath the, the desk and with his hands on the floor and my feet in his hands. And when it, when it went off, he just threw me across the room. And it's like just absolutely simple things, you know, real old school. Um, but they worked. Um, yeah. Uh, remember there was one guy who played like a, a Greek. Um, and um, I mean, I, I didn't have interactions in terms of on on camera, but um, we always chatted, and I mean all the actors chatted, and you know it was quite it was a very friendly sort of set, um, and also there was there were always like proper firemen around as well, which we you know we got to know, and and um, quite often they kind of saved our bacon as it were, you know, um, crispy bacon at times, but. Uh, yeah, it was, it was that kind of set where, you know, everybody was quite friendly and, and um, talked to each other. And it was because it was a kind of long-standing um, production. Everyone had got to know each other, were comfortable with each other, knew what their jobs were and, and what they were capable of and what they could do. And, you know, it just kind of as a well-oiled machine, if you like. For my sins, I'm still coordinating stunts. Um, it's now coming up to uh, 
since I actually got into the stunt register, coming up to about 35 years. Um, but I mean, certainly last year was one of the busiest that I've had in a very long time. You know, I think everything was catching up after COVID. Um, I also, I mean, um, originally came from gymnastics and I coached alongside doing the stunt work all my life. So I'm still involved in that. Um, I've got my own little club here in, um, in Harlow where I live. Um, but yeah, um, I've just been working on a film um, up in, uh, in Derbyshire, which um, is basically about Henry VIII and Catherine Parr. Um, I'm sure if you look it up, you'll be able to find out what it's called and who's in it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, before Christmas, I was working on um, Avenue 5, which is a sci-fi thing with um, uh, Hugh Laurie. Um, before that, I was doing a, a CBBC, a kids' drama thing, well, young adults' drama, all about um, uh, cheerleading, which was interesting. <laughs> um, and I'm just about to start a new, um, another sort of young adult drama up in Coventry. So, yeah, it's, um, it's all going well. And, you know, I should have been retired a couple of years ago, but the phone steep keeps going, so I'll keep answering it. You're very welcome. And good luck with the project.